From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, round two again. Great chat last hour with Jessica Solche, deathathletic.com. Fantastic film. Get it, uh, 15 bucks. Uh, but I think if you use the promo code TNT Radio, you get a small discount. But I even gave extra money because we need to support dissidents uh work whether it's dissident podcasting broadcasting independent alternative media books films just throw money at it that's my that's how i see it boycott the mainstream stuff and throw money at all of the anti-system things that are being produced um what do we got going on in the world uh, rumbling in the middle east netanyahu says he seeks fundamental change on Israel-Lebanon border, but doesn't really specify what he means. He said he's seeking a fundamental change. Uh, at a meeting with U.S. Special Envoy Amos Hochstein did not specify what his plans entailed, but that kind of uh, worries me because I don't think it can be anything good. Meanwhile, Politico is reporting the U.S. is preparing for expansion of Gaza conflict, Washington is discussing scenarios that could potentially draw it into a war in the Middle East. Um, but we know they, they, they'd love that. Lockheed, Raytheon, I had a great guest on recently, Martha Hennessy, the activist who said, uh, we live and die, uh, or Lockheed, Martin decides uh, how we live and how we die. Uh, and so basically here, the, the potential for a wider conflict in the Middle East is growing said sources, including a senior Biden regime official. Uh, the events of the past few days have convinced some in the regime that the war in Gaza has officially escalated far beyond the Strip's borders. My view is that we are headed to war, and a lot of the people I talk to on my podcast and on TNT, uh, you know, Vietnam vet that I spoke to recently said the world is headed uh, to war. Scott Ritter, Doug McGregor, um I, I'm just looking at this as well from a historical perspective this is really the hundred year storm this is when nations and forces do crazy things because this is the moment that they can um th that they can that they can grab territory uh you know do things that are within their favor you saw Azerbaijan take back its territory you see Venezuela trying to take now uh territory this is the moment where there's no more rules. The, the 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 boss, the hegemon, is gone. It's losing. Take what you can right now. That's the attitude. We also have a B one bomber crashing in South Dakota. Rockwell a Rockwell B one Lancer bomber crashed while attempting to land uh, at Ellsworth Air Force Base. Not good. That's definitely not a good thing. And this really um, irked me. This clip now yesterday. The, it's this group called Free Speech for People. I may have mentioned it briefly last night. Uh, I tweeted out to them, calling them the fascism for the people. Remember, the don't call them communists. Call them fascists. They really get irked by that. They're calling us fascists. Call them fascists right back. So fascism for the people files motions in states across 
the United States to remove Trump from the ballot. That's fascism. I mean, look, I said I, I, I have, I've given up on voting pretty much. Uh, maybe that'll change in the future. So I'm not really big on Trump, but uh, to, to call Trump some type of Hitler, that's absolute insanity. These are the real tyrants, totalitarians, and fascists trying to remove uh, people from the ballot. That's fascism. That's not freedom. That's not free speech for the people. Um, so what else we got going on? Blue states seeing the highest rates of homelessness in 2023. Shock, feigning shock. Uh, in the year 2023, the highest record recorded rates of homelessness on average were found in states uh, that lean Democratic, as well as the District of Columbia. Uh, I was impressed by the level of uh, homelessness uh, I, I saw in D.C. Uh, last September. That was the first time I ever visited Washington, D.C. I saw, I'm not kidding you, I was walking, it was a Sunday, um, and I was walking around the Capitol. My first trip there in a couple hours, I tried to walk everywhere I could. I literally saw a woman on drugs raving in the middle of the streets, um, dodging cars. So... Yeah, that's the state of the empire. Also, uh, U.S. bankruptcies jump 18% in 2023 amid high interest rates. Overall, bankruptcies in the United Soviet States of America jumped by almost a fifth as businesses and households struggled with high interest uh, rates. And uh, they expect the, um, it says here, we expect the increase in number of consumer and commercial filers seeking bankruptcy protection to continue in 2024 given the runoff of pandemic stimulus, so on and so forth. So neo-feudalism, they keep advancing the neo-feudalism. We got to fight uh, against that. Uh, and also what do we have in, in France as well, French supermarket bars PepsiCo products over unacceptable price hikes. So again, neo-feudalism everywhere you look from France to the US, they're just um, trying to price us uh, into the neo-feudalism uh, and also this you know speaking of guns i forgot to mention this story associated press frames lgbtq school shooter as a victim they say he got tired of the bullying so they're almost like saying you know because he's lgbtq and he got tired of the bullying we can kind of understand him you know uh shooting all these people it says uh now they see shooter 17 year old dylan uh butler uh so yeah, it's 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 interesting how they can, you know, manipulate the news the way that they like. All right, a reminder uh, to download the TNT Radio app from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to your surveillance device. Uh, you know, if you're walking around outside or on the mountain, you can always just uh, listen to us live on the on your phone through our app. It's available right now to download. Uh, so you can stay up to speed on TNT. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani says that his country's government is taking measures to end a United States-led military coalition's presence in the country. Here with the story. Joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. And he means 
end it forever. <laughs> uh, Mr. Al-Sudani's office said in a Jan 5th statement, that's today, quote, the government is setting a date for the launch of a bilateral committee to make arrangements to end the presence of international coalition forces in Iraq permanently, end quote. The announcement comes one day after an Iraqi militia leader was killed by a U.S. strike in Baghdad. Interesting timing. Some 2,500 American troops are currently deployed at military bases throughout the country, and approximately 900 others are stationed at U.S. bases in eastern Syria, which shares a border with Iraq. The deployments are part of a U.S.-led international coalition ostensibly tasked with preventing a resurgence of the so-called Islamic State or ISIS terrorist group. Said to be an offshoot of al-Qaeda, ISIS overran vast swaths of Syria and Iraq in 2014. I'm sure you remember them, everybody. By 2019, the shadowy terrorist group was said to have been largely eradicated. In the statement released by his office, Mr. al-Sudani stressed Baghdad's, quote, firm position on ending the international coalition in Iraq after the justification for its existence has ended, end quote. According to the U.S. State Department, 86 countries are nominal members of the coalition, along with the European Union, NATO, and Interpol. In addition to fighting the remnants of ISIS, the coalition's mandate includes, quote-unquote, training and assisting local groups and militias allied with the United States. On January 4th, yesterday, Moshtaq Jawad Kazim al-Jawari, the leader of Iraq's Harakat al-Nujaba Han, militia group was killed by a U.S. strike in Baghdad. According to the Pentagon, Han is a quote-unquote Iranian proxy implicated in planning and executing recent attacks on U.S. military forces in Iraq and Syria. Witnesses and police sources cited by Reuters said the group's headquarters had been struck by at least two rockers, rockets fired by an attack drone. Uh, officials in Baghdad were quick to condemn the U.S. strike. In a statement, Yahya Rasul, a military spokesman for the prime minister, described the strike as a, quote-unquote, blatant attack and a, quote, violation of Iraq's sovereignty and security, end quote. He went on to assert that the U.S. strike was, quote, no different from a terrorist act, end quote. Complicating the situation, of course, Mr. Al-Juari appears to have been a high-ranking member of Iraq's Popular Mobilization Forces, PMF, a coalition of mostly Shiite militias nominally under the control of Iraq's military. In a statement, the PMF appeared to confirm that its deputy head of operations in Baghdad had been killed, quote, as a result of American aggression, end quote. According to PMF-linked media outlets, the strike targeted the organization's headquarters in eastern Baghdad, killing Mr. Al-Juari and another PMF member. This was further confirmed by Mr. Rasul, who blamed the U.S.-led coalition for what he described, excuse me, as a, quote, unprovoked attack on an Iraqi security body, end quote. Speaking on behalf of Iraq's military, he added, quote, we view this strike as a dangerous escalation and an attack on Iraq, end quote. Havori, what just happened? We're in big trouble, huh? We've been in big trouble. And as you were talking, I was just sort of reminiscing on, you know, whatever experience I had when it comes to uh, in Iraq, you know, in the early 2000s, I had a 
for a moment, uh, a girlfriend who was from Baghdad, Iraqi. And then um, in 2003, I recall in Chicago participating in the uh, anti-war march, uh, I, you know, right before Bush um, led the invasion, before that was announced. Uh, the, and the media lied. You know, I think there were hundreds of thousands of people in downtown Chicago. I remember it very well uh, as a young man. And then, uh, you know, later in 2008 in Geneva, one of my professors, a Dutch American and lawyer, uh, Curtis Dobler, uh, he was my professor in international law. He was uh, on. He was asked by Saddam Hussein's defense council to become part of Saddam Hussein's defense council. So he he defended my professor defended Saddam uh, Hussein, and I think this is just the moment where forces are gathering to kick the hegemon out, and it's about time. You know, we see China moving in. Uh, I mentioned that yesterday to Iraq to help Iraq rebuild, uh, take on certain I think oil and other deals. Um, and like I said just now, this seems like th this is the moment where Pax Americana is declining and weakening. Uh, the East is moving in. Uh, in fact, um, who was it? The Cradle again, Sharmin Narwani of The Cradle, she just published an article saying, this gives you sort of, this adds to what you just described, this sentiment among the Iraqis. She says, since Israel's assault on Gaza began, three separate polls show that Arab and Muslim populations are shifting their support away from Washington's regional allies toward West Asia's axis of resistance. And so I just think people have had enough after decades of this garbage of global war on terror, right, of this imperialism from Washington, Brussels and London. And it's now it's, this is the time to move, like as Chris Farley would say in one of his skits, the late Chris Farley, it's it's go time. Uh, Ruckus, your thoughts. Uh, there was a part I left out because it gets better. Oh, wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> uh, the Pentagon spokesman, Pat Ryder, um, said that the strike that, you know, the drone strike that killed uh, the, uh, the the the, the, the uh, Al Jawari. There we go. They said it was an act of self-defense. I'm not making this up. So to justify this, Harvori, they said in a press briefing yesterday on January 4th, this is coming from uh, Pat Ryder, quote, this particular individual was involved in the planning and execution of attacks against American personnel in Iraq and Syria, which by definition is a threat, end quote. So, you know, we have troops technically kind of illegally stationed out there and uh, who's calling who a threat here? I mean, so we got to go bomb this guy as an act of self-defense. This is getting, where have I heard this before? Hmm, I'm going to just leave it there. I mean, this is the insanity of empire, right? Julian Assange, not even a U.S. citizen, he's a threat, right? Um, I, and I think I, I recall as well, there were not in the months past uh, strikes in Syria where they said the same thing. We're self-defense attacking Syria. Um, it's just, it's you know, the, this is the American exceptionalism, the hypocrisy, the double standards. I'm sick of it as an American. You know, 20 years ago is when I first started getting sick of it. It's one of many factors that led me to permanently expatriate from the American empire. I just can't stand this uh anymore so you know hopefully the tide begins to turn and countries uh, um can stop being bombed and be more 
sovereign and we can all live in peace and hold hands in the uh, uh, around the fire and sing kumbaya ruckus have a have a great weekend thanks you too Herbert. all right be right back with wheezy you should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Chief Division Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we're rounding out the week uh, on this Rebel Transmission with uh, fellow guerrilla Wheezy, host of the What is Truth podcast. You can find that uh, through the link tree, link tree, linktr.ee slash what is truth podcast on Twitter, X at what truth pod. Uh, you can check out his stuff on Rockfin um spotify and and so forth uh, happy new year feliz año nuevo como estas i'm doing rather great my friend Dobardan, as usual thank you for having me again it's it's the first time finally in living color we we, we get to see you as we transit transitioned now to um video and uh, you've been doing a lot of uh, work and on your pod. You've been having great guests on your What Is Truth um, podcast as well, and so so much is going on. But you told me you've been looking at recently Abraham Lincoln, you know, to Back to the Future uh, a bit, and 
Um, you know, I'm not as familiar as as I should be with some of that, th those stories and his assassination. Um, I, you know, I'm going to wager it was the British Empire behind it in the Rothschilds. But, you know, there's so much going on. Um, I don't know if you want to start with the Lincoln stuff or, or, or what. Yeah, we can start there. Yeah, I just uh, a few days ago, I finished recording the audio book. So I read the entire book of David McGowan's. Uh, breakdown of the Abraham Lincoln assassination. I read it once and I was truly captivated. And I was like, man, there's no audio version of it because unfortunately, that's really the only way I can read a book. So this was my first time reading an entire book, <laughs> by my, you know, just on its own. But I had to break it into several installments. And uh, it was a process. I, I didn't realize how much of a process it was going to be. Uh, but I should have it finally edited by by the weekend and and release it on Monday. Oh, and he's the same guy, if I'm not mistaken, um, with the the Laurel Canyon book that he did, or, or am I getting? Yeah, yeah, that's him. He also did uh, one on debu debunking the moon landings. He was an investigative journalist that when he writes his books, that's the angle he's taking it. And that's how when he's breaking down the Abraham Lincoln assassination, that's exactly the the way he goes about it through an investigative lens. Because when we're kids, we're taught about the Abraham Lincoln assassination. We're even told that it was indeed a conspiracy. However, the conspiracy goes far, far deeper. And when you start to look at the official story regarding the the co-conspirators and and the whole event surrounding it there's i found myself laughing and thanks to david mcgowan pointing a lot of these things that when you listen to for example i i, I listened to the official version on 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 the discovery channel and they go through some of the same stuff that david mcgowan talks about where they say it with a straight face but then when you really think about it, wait a minute, that's kind of ridiculous. And and there's so many of those moments through the official story that um, a lot of people have gone on to say that that's probably one of the first early deep state hits, probably the beginning of it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, as you mentioned, the mainstream, right, History Channel or whatever. It's funny, and you just thought came to mind as you mentioned that. And I, you know, I as a, for as a student in history, later as a teacher in history, and then later myself having to use like McGraw Hill, uh, you know, the, the 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 big book mainstream book publishers to assign stuff for students. Of course, I would find other stuff that was credible to assign as reading for students. But you know, John Wilkes Booth, right? Who uh was the the, the gunman on, on lincoln or you know we can use lee harvey oswald for jfk or um sirhan sirhan for rfk and it's funny how the mainstream will always say they won't go any further they won't look really into the motivations or possible connections behind wilkes booth they just say okay this guy shot lincoln end of story the the show finishes and like th that's it and so it's that's never that tells you right there that they're lying. Um, and so what are uh, tell us more about, you know, the whole John Wilkes Booth thing, um, you know, what what it means for us today. And I'd agree with you that there's you know, there's there's been this thread from Lincoln, 
continuing until today, these dark forces behind the scenes? Well, there's so many coincidences. Um, there's so many. I'm trying to think off the top of my head which ones are the most salacious ones. Uh, one, I don't know if you knew this about uh, Robert Todd Lincoln, so Abraham Lincoln's son. So at early, a few years prior to the assassination, uh, Edwin Booth saved him from getting killed by a train. What are the odds of that? You fast forward to around the time of the assassination and uh, Todd Lincoln and uh, is having a love triangle with John Wilkes Booth's fiance. <laughs> and then Abraham Lincoln ends up dying on the same bed that Wilkes Booth used to sleep in during his acting days. It, I mean, it's little stuff like this, like it, it's unbelievable. And it, I've the more I've gone into it, you see 9-11 parallels, you see Jeff Epstein parallels, you're like, holy smokes. And when you really go into these other conspiracies, you're like, wait a minute, that's just like, what? for example, I, I don't know how much time I before I go on this little rant, but um, we, we have a, you had a, uh, the um <laughs> i lost the train of thought w with the uh, conspirators you mm. you had a bunch of stuff going on it wasn't just the lincoln assassination they were trying to kill seward they were allegedly trying to kill grant who was supposed to be there with with lincoln but he just so happened to have other commitments that day you know kind of like with the people that missed the planes on 9 11. and then uh lincoln wanted a uh, a specific bodyguard for him, Mr. Crook. That's who he wanted. And Edwin Stanton said, no, he's got other duties. And it was just an excuse to put someone else uh, in, in his place. Uh-huh. That, that reminds me of in taking it to today, RFK Jr. demanding bodyguards, secret service, and the government denying him. Denying uh, so him. you can always tell in, in Lincoln's case, they said, no, no, you're not getting that bodyguard. We give you another. Uh, today, it's like our JFK assassination, Dallas, the secret service stood down. We saw that clearly in the footage uh, where one of the secret, some of the secret service people turn around. They're like, put their hands up like, why? What? Yeah. You're telling us to uh, pull away. Uh, so we're going to jump to our headlines. Weezy, be right back. And action. action. The, the, the news. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. U.S. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller indicated that American military support for Ukraine might eventually reduce, especially once Ukraine becomes self-sufficient. Record-breaking cold temperatures have triggered weathered emergencies in half a dozen regions of Russia including Moscow and St. Petersburg, and disrupted air and rail travel throughout the country. The Cour de Compte, France's National Audit Office, has expressed concern over the quality of intelligence shared by British authorities on the issue of illegal small boat crossings across the English Channel. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 
365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. All right, back with Wheezy. Do check out his podcast again. It's on Rumble, Odyssey, uh, Apple, Spotify, Linktree slash What Is Truth podcast. He's on Twitter, X, and um, Telegram. And uh, you know, I did just want to say as well. You, you know, Dave McGowan. I've had his book, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, Laurel Canyon, Covert Ops in the Dark Heart of the Hippie Dream. That for me is a crucial book when it comes to explaining how behind, uh, you know, rock and roll and music, you had the military industrial complex, right? And I haven't had time to read it yet. I'm hoping 2024 is going to be the year that I read that book by Dave McGowan. And then uh, th this one that, that you mentioned uh, as well. But so you were talking about um, the assassination behind Lincoln, uh, the deep state back then. Do you think it's basically the same deep state and what do you think they were trying to do? Was it basically Lincoln was not doing things that they wanted him to do? Well, there's different lines of thought because even though David McGowan doesn't explicitly say Mary Todd was a suspect, some of the moves she made are very suspicious and you never hear about that. For example, we, you know, going back to the bodyguard, she's the one that chose Mr. Parker. This guy had many demerits. Um, he was known as a drunkard. So out of all the people that could have been chosen, this is the guy that with a history of drunkenness uh, and just not doing a good job. This is the guy that got chosen. And just like in Epstein, I mean, this guy disappears <laughs> like the cameras or like the, you know, the security guards falling asleep on the job. Uh, again, it's many similarities, but I've often in my show, I've talked about the Newberg conspiracy. I think that's the first one as far as the American in official America. I mean, it was one that took place shortly after the revolutionary war. Uh, the country was in debt and needed to pay its soldiers, the soldiers weren't happy, and there was fear of mutiny. And we are told that George Washington ended up being a hero. You know, he calmed everyone down. And part of the Newburgh conspiracy was that the bankers, the same bankers from Europe, were going to come into this newly formed country and run it. And George Washington stamped it right out, right that very day. When I look at that, I'm like, huh, <laughs> maybe that's the, that's the story we've been told happened. But that's probably when the bankers, the deep state took over everything right there. But we're told this other fairy tale that George Washington saved the day. So, yeah, I, I definitely believe the forces that be have been running things for centuries, if not millennia. I, I would agree. And you know, this is an interesting conversa conversation because I'll have guests on 
typically some that are more like liberal and very involved in the JFK front. And they will say, and I don't think they're wrong in some respect, they'll say JFK assassination was the moment, you know, that things turned in America, um, where the deep state took over. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I have a question there for you. I mean, it seems like that's a moment where they sort of stepped onto the stage. Like it became obvious. Uh, like it's almost like they stepped out of the shadow uh, into a little bit, a little bit out of the shadow because that act was so brazen and in your face and kind of obvious. Like, yeah, we took out the president. What are you going to do about it? We took out UN Secretary G General Doug Hammarskjöld in 1961. We downed his plane in Congo. We took out uh, pa L Patrice was at Lumumba. We took out Malcolm X, RFK, um, MLK, John Lennon. You know, but up until then, it seems like they were much, much further back in the shadows. And so, you know, I might not even say that the JFK moment was was a turning point. I, I'd probably I'd agree with you that they, they were always back there, the, the wizards behind the curtain. Uh, just your thought on the, the JFK assassination in 63. Uh, how would you sort of categorize that? Was that a moment where they just kind of come came out a bit more into the open? And then now we have with Davos where they're like really in our face. Yeah. Well, I was blind to the whole Abraham Lincoln um, assassination. I just knew the the very top part. Now that I've gone a lot deeper and deeper, I'm like, holy smokes. Anyone taking the presidency has to know how ridiculous the official story so the abraham lincoln was a signal for those that knew then and then uh, you know another funny thing with todd lincoln this guy's a, a funny character but not only was he present you know around his dad's death but mckinley and garfield president garfield's death he was secretary of war during those administrations i mean what are the odds again and so these, I, I think a lot of these things have happened behind the scenes, but I think the JFK was one to take front and center. I mean, then you have the whole Zapruder film getting announced uh, on Geraldo Rivera's show by a comedian all those years later. You, you think, do people really think that was an accident? I mean, you don't see things that they don't want you to see. And so that was meant for us to see. And, um, I'm not entirely sure what the point of it is. Maybe it's to let people know, look, this is this is what's going on, and you better toe the line. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, what you mentioned. There's a similar pattern here, going back to you know. I got to go dig into that history. It's been a while, you know, 1800s, but I, I think you just mentioned it's the same pattern. I mean, uh, the the Clintons are are, are around almost in every. Uh, administration, Biden, uh, the Boltons. Um, and so you've got these same people hanging around these types of people. By the way, you know who's in Mexico right now? We are uh, Wheezy. Uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Bill and oh Hillary boy. Clinton are down here in Mexico. Uh, it was a report that they were in um, San Miguel de Allende. I've been there um, a couple hours from here. Uh, Bill and Hillary were walking around the plaza in San Miguel de Allende. Uh, it's uh, the reports that Hillary went back for a second coffee. They had their security detail in the in the background, and so um, I wonder if they're going to pass through my neck of 
<laughs> my neck of the woods uh and so that shows you know if, if, <laughs> yeah if, if Hillary and Bill can drink coffee walking around Mexico then it can't be that dangerous although you know they, they're they're with the cartels right they, they they uh they're part of the deep state but um you're you you know any thoughts on why Lincoln was taken out did it have anything 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 to do with the British um empire any, any thoughts uh here well interestingly enough was how the Catholic Church was on the side of the Confederacy and one of the conspirators uh John Surratt was one of the ones that actually escaped and he fled to Europe and became like a Pope Knight <laughs> for a while and then he got ratted out there so then he fled to Egypt uh but there's people that that say that um Edwin Stanton was kind of like an LBJ figure uh and, and Johnson those two had to be in it uh there's just too many coincidences around them that they had to be tied in uh and the theory you know people speculate because they were tied to big business in the in the south so that was their incentive you know to to move uh one chess piece out of the out of the way yeah again and the pattern just repeats throughout many administrations in the u.s and you mentioned epstein I haven't really been looking into it lately because it's such a breaking story and I I kind of had the inkling that it was a bit of a nothing burger uh and I love this tweet from uh was it our very own Charlie uh Robinson that he posted the other day I'm seeing if I can pull it up regarding uh Epstein it's it's you know what happens you lose track of your how long your your feed here it is um no it's not that one but I'll, I'll get it after the break but I just feel like they're not really releasing any new info they're real I, I saw they're releasing old info um no no it's a nothing burger have you looked yeah. at it yeah I I kind of figured it, it would be you know a few years back when I was just starting to dip my toes in in a lot of these things and I was already into the conspiratorial mindset but part of me was still in normie land and I'm like, oh, they arrested Epstein. Something is going to get done. And I was like, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And uh, if you want to take out Trump, this is the way that, that it's going to happen because of his Epstein ties. And then, uh, and it's funny because uh, what's that FBI director? Um, Ray, currently? Or no. Uh, Christopher Ray. The guy that, that was during 9-11. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. Not like a Thomas or uh, gray-haired guy, uh, tall fellow. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But when I saw he was going to be the one investigating Trump, like you guys and people were cheering him on when he found him clear and innocent. Like you guys remember this guy was in charge of 9-11 <laughs> investigation. So that's kind of when I started to lose faith in it in, in, in all because I mean, you look at Clinton, he flew, he flew on the plane 28 times. Trump flew on the plane seven times. RFK flew on the plane twice. And I said this the other day, but how close do you have to get to know someone to actually get on someone's plane? 
If you got on it once, maybe. But twice, three times, seven times, 28 times, give me a break. And the def- the Clinton defenders will say, well, no, it was, it was all philanthropic reasons. Trump defenders will make other mental gymnastics. RFK Jr. defenders will say they all have to spin it that the other guys are the bad guy. But my guy, the guy that I support, no, he he's clean. Believe me, believe me. And in my my view, they're they're all dirty. You don't everyone knew what he was up to. And to get that level of friendship with this monster and to fly in his plane, the level of trust you need to put in, in someone is pretty damn high. And so I'm not buying it that that any of these people that I just named are are innocent at all. Yeah, you know, um that's a good point you made that I never thought of how well do you have to know someone to be you know allowed on their plane that you know someone like well on their private plane and you know it i guess it can depend I, i've well it's it's time for our break we'll we'll continue talking about uh epstein people can leave their comments in the uh live chat or call in uh or through my email you can find Weezy's podcast um, at Linktree slash What Is Truth podcast, or just search What Is Truth podcast on Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, Spotify, uh, Apple, everywhere podcasts are found. We'll be right back. I said, "Could she die?" And the doctor said, "She could." It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? (laughs) How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. You ever heard of a polyp? Sounds like a rare species of toad. Actually, it's a lump that grows inside me, your bowel. Look, I'm pretty sure if you had a strange lump growing on your forehead, you might get it looked at, right? But when they're growing inside me, nothing, nada. And the polyps I get can lead to Australia's second deadliest cancer. So, until there's a way to make them grow on your face, it's up to you to get me looked at. Got it? This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is our final segment with Wheezy of the What is Truth podcast. You can find him on uh, everywhere podcasts are found, especially, you know, support us on the alternative platforms, Odyssey, Rumble, uh, and and so forth. We were talking about Epstein. I did find uh, the tweets. This one is from Matt Walsh, who says, the Epstein release is part of the cover-up. They're hoping you'll be satisfied with the little tidbits they released, which contained almost nothing new, and stop asking questions. Uh, James Lindsay comments on that. This is called a limited hangout. Uh, and then I, I did enjoy, uh, where is it here? 
uh, our own Charlie Robinson, this comment he made, uh, Richard Willett writes, Jeffrey Epstein will list will be released with first name dropping today. And Charlie Robinson says they should instead just make it a huge crossword puzzle where you have to guess the people based on clues given five across seven letters. Quote, they're painting, there's a painting of him in a blue dress hanging in Epstein's office, of course. That's Bill Clinton. But would you agree with what Matt, Matt Walsh and James Lindsay say, that it's a limited hangout? They released meaningless tidbits. Uh, people get all excited and they move on. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, we were told by Mr. William Barr that a full investigation was going to be launched into the Epstein mysterious death and did we get that full comprehensive investigation it's it's nonsense it, it's it's been the whole epstein debacle was one of these things that was covered up in the 80s i mean he got let go when he was involved in that half billion dollar ponzi scheme his his uh accomplice was had to go to prison but he was let out so He's been he was able to get away with so much for so many years. And and part of it was because he made friends with Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives, religious folks, non-religious folks, you know, people in the sciences, in the medical field, with everyone. And this is it, it should have been the biggest story, at least in my lifetime, you know, uh, the trial, no cameras allowed, and it just seemed like it was just a sham. I mean, I still have questions that Ghislaine is actually in prison. I, 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 it might sound crazy to some people, but I don't even think he, he's probably not even dead. I, I mean, it, it, and it sounds crazy if you're not into the conspiratorial mindset, but I, I genuinely, the way everything was hidden up, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if he was still alive somewhere. I would totally agree. Like, you know, at this point, we don't know what's real, what's not. 99, 95% of what the governments and institutions and media tells us are, are lies. Uh, and, you know, it should have been the court case. You know, when I was in fifth grade, what, fourth, fourth grade, I think, in the U.S., they stopped classes. It's like, uh, and and they took us to a room and showed us O.J. Simpson's trial. It's like, first of all, it's like, who cares? Some sport athlete killed um, his ex-wife or something. Like, no, no, no. What they should have done, so that, that would have been, you know, a, a few years before the trial of MLK. So, you know, I only learned this maybe 10 years ago. That in 1999, Coretta Scott King and the King family went to court and proved that the American government killed Martin Luther King Jr. That Who should conspiracy? have been the right, and, that, and it actually says in the thousand-page court verdict. I've looked at it, yeah. and it says it literally says in the court document. You know, the the judge and and then the the jury. It literally says. I still re actually remember it. It literally says you can look it up. Something to the tune of local state and federal government u.s government agencies participated in the conspiracy to assassinate martin luther king jr here's a hundred dollars hasta la vista the court has got the king family got a hundred bucks um and my point is that should have been 
that should have been the moment where you know fifth graders in the U.S. said, "We're ho ho, we're, we're stopping the classes. Check this out. Our government killed MLK, you know, or or Epstein case, right? That nothing. We get O.J. Simpson. Who cares? He's an athlete. You know, uh, every day spouses are killing each other. Or you know, I'm not. You know, I'm trying to not make light of the matter. It's a bad thing, but in in the grand scheme of things, uh, an MLK case where the government's taking out MLK or this whole Epstein thing." nothing complete radio silence it's it's sad and you know i it also bothers me in alternative media a lot of people get hyped up with this stuff and they get clicks and it's like, oh epstein stuff and it's like that's why i'm not talking about it because it's a nothing burger thus far yeah the, that's the biggest thing and i think again the the powers that be they know exactly how the public will be you know it's it's like throwing the little red herrings constantly with these little shiny objects everywhere uh we'll give you little tidbits here and there and then on to the next story and it just gets buried and anything that they want to go viral for lack of a better term that's what they prop up i mean it, it, it becomes so obvious. This is one of the reasons why, you know, when people say, why, why are you obsessed with conspiracies? Yeah, the government lies every now and then. This is why. Because once you are in tune and are aware of all these shenanigans, when the next false flag comes out, you, you're ready for it. I mean, a lot of us that already were awake, we when COVID happened, we uh, maybe we were cautious the first couple of weeks, but then we're like, oh man, this is nonsense. And ironically, though, I think COVID has woken up a lot of people. I mean, I I, I see that quite a bit now. Like, man, I I don't trust anything anymore. I mean, COVID. I used to laugh at conspiracies. Now I know what you guys are talking about, and so. That's probably really the the silver lining in all this. I, I think maybe they've play overplayed their hand, and um, we'll see. I, I totally agree with you. You know, I am in a way obsessed with conspiracies, and um, but in a good way because it's, it's just you're like Alice in Wonderland, and you're just you want to know how things work, why, the who, what, where, when, the why. Um, that's perfectly legitimate. I want to know how the world works, why my government is doing this, why corporations are doing that, why militaries are doing, um, acting the way that uh, they are. And, uh, you know, just got a few minutes left. I, I did want to ask, you know, the stuff that we're seeing now that's being telegraphed about the elections in the U.S., Joe Biden put out his ad uh, one minute that says half of Americans are basically... Um, extremists he asks the question what will we do to maintain our democracy i read that as what will we do to maintain the totalitarian system we're in the process of uh, installing you've got these groups called freedom freedom um free speech for the people i call them fascism for the people they're filing motions across states in america to remove trump from the ballot i mean you know i'm not some i don't really care about trump but the fact that the the totalitarians in charge are calling themselves the lights of democracy uh and then they're the tyrants like i hate this name thing and they're calling us the patriots um freedom loving people fascist domestic extremist terrorists and i'm like 
what what like did i step into bizarro world twilight zone here uh, and then they're just getting in our face now it's it's like literally the, the for a few days after new year's and now they're trying to remove trump from the ballots a dhs the department of homeland security now is financing um uh, programs where they call if you're into the manosphere right manliness you you can you're terrorist now basically if you don't support feminism and you like to be manly you're a domestic extremist so we got two minutes left you know your your thoughts on this push this year um towards tyranny and and any other thoughts on what 2024 might look like I'm worried I I do smell a false flag of some sort I mean we heard the I don't know if you've been following attention to the whole Miami thing. People are saying it's aliens. People are saying, uh, yeah. and, and not because I believe in aliens, but I've had a sneaky suspicion that they're probably planning an op Operation Bluebeam or a Project Bluebeam type of thing where there's a fake alien invasion that's going to coalesce everyone. Another one that's been popping in my head is with the borders being wide open, you've got the pro borders, you got the close the damn borders, you know, lock it down. The, the same people that don't trust the government now want to put trust in the government. And so I had, I mean, it's entirely possible that a false flag involving an illegal immigrant could happen. That could be on camera. Very terrible, very terrible. Where now the people that wanted open borders, like, oh, maybe we need to do something about it. And then that's where government stands, steps in and says, I, I, I know what we can do. We can do biometric IDs and we could track everyone and all the close the borders and all the open border. Yeah. All right. You know, like the day after 9-11, let's coalesce around this idea. And here comes biometric IDs. I, I think that's exactly what they're going to try and pull. Uh, well, it was great to uh, see you this time, uh, Wheezy. I know you've got usually on Saturdays, you do a live stream on what is truth pod podcast. You're doing it tomorrow with William Ramsey, who's been uh, who's a, fr a friend of mine. Uh, so people can check that out um, real quick. 20, 30 seconds left. Best place to find you. Find me on Rockfin odyssey and on your favorite podcast player just search what is truth podcast by wheezy thank you so much for having me uh it's always a treat and i need to get you back on and uh, we can shoot the breeze as you say most definitely all right have a great weekend talk to you soon steve malsberg is up next be seeing you